Yep. Good morning, everyone. Excellent response, thank you. It's really great to be here with everyone today. A few of us are running an alpha course at the moment, and the topic this week was about the church and how we're all the church. Like The church isn't a building, it's the people that come together to meet with each other and to meet with God, and that we're a family together. So I guess all week I've, ca- I've carried a bit of extra buzz about me and about meeting with everyone this morning because it's, really, it's just really great to be able to meet here, and I'm very grateful for everyone who's here today. If you're thinking, I've never met you before, how can you be grateful for me? Come and say hello to me at the end, I'd love to meet you. Right, so we've started this year with a word from God and a call encouragement from Pastor Clive to live a narrow life, a blameless life, a life that serves God and has no room in it for things that weigh us down and that distract us from all the great things that he has for us. So not about being perfect, but having a heart to be the best for Jesus and being open and honest with him and others about where we're at. So we've been looking at the eight verses of Psalm 101 as our guide in walking the narrow way. And the last two weeks, we've looked at verses one and two, which I believe are about to appear. So they say, I will sing of your love and justice to you, Lord. I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. So what a great start to the call in our lives. Walking the narrow path with Jesus isn't heavy or religious. Actually, in week one, Pastor Clive explained that the verse one here encourages us before anything else that we do to sing out our praise to God. We open our mouths, we tell him how great he is, how amazing his love is, and also how great it is that the punishment that we deserve for our wrongdoing in life has been taken off of us because of Jesus. And so that was the first week. Last week and the second week, Alison helped us to understand that we need to be careful how we handle our lives. Our lives matter. And that that we really need to treasure the presence of God in our own hearts, in our homes, and in our families. So we're carrying on from this series this morning. We've talked about singing. We've talked about kind of how we conduct ourselves and treasuring the presence of God. So this week, we're looking at verse 3. Verse 3 says, I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. I'm just going to pray now. Lord Jesus, we just really pray that you would speak to us this morning from your word, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, and just touch us and change us. Amen. So I'll, I'll read it again. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. So David, who wrote this psalm, is now turning our attention and turning us to consider the role of two of the most influential things in our lives, the things we look at and the people that we spend our time with. What we look at and who we are around, two of the most influential things. So I have an interesting relationship with computers. Can anyone... Agree with that? Associate with that? Frequently, I find them frustrating. They appear to do things that I haven't asked them to do. And quite blatantly, a lot of the time, I find they refuse to do things I'm convinced I've asked them to do. It's not uncommon in our house, if I'm working on the computer, to begin to hear groans from the room that I'm working in that eventually culminate in, Andy! 
and Andy comes running. But anyway, although this is how I feel, I do accept that this somehow can't be right because computers operate on a very, very simple principle. Anyone know where I'm going with this? G-I-G-O? Who knows what that stands for? Garbage in, garbage out. It's a simple principle. <coughs> so there's a, there's a law at work here, and although we're not computers, this principle can actually apply to us too, and it, it does apply to us on a spiritual level. What goes in affects us. What goes in affects us. It affects our lives. It changes what we do, and it changes what our lives produce. So it may not be as obvious as the error boxes that pop up on the computer, although it would be great if every time we did something silly or foolish or that was going to hurt us, a little error box popped up from God and warned us. So it doesn't quite work like that, but actually the truth is that what goes in really affects us. If we choose to watch something that's filled with the wrong kind of images, no error box is going to come up, but it has changed us. And if we leave it, and if we don't take it to God for his forgiveness and for his help, it will affect how we behave and what our lives produce. Even though we might not be able to tell at the time, it's a spiritual law. It is a truth. This will happen. What you let in affects you. And what we look at is one of the biggest things that will determine what goes in. So I have two boys. You've probably seen them around the front. Daniel, who's four. Noah, who's one. Now, if I go into the room that Daniel's playing in and I want his attention, what's the first thing I need to do? He's playing with something. He's distracted. I say, Daniel, look at me. And until Daniel does that, that's as far as I can go. Because if I don't have him looking at me, he's not listening. He can't hear me. But when he turns and he looks at me and his eyes meet my eyes, I know I have his attention, I know I have his focus, and then I can move on to whatever else it was I was going to say. Would you like a drink? Let's tidy up this room. But until that point, I can't go any further because his focus and attention isn't on me. What we look at, what has our attention, what has our focus matters. It determines what goes in, what goes in affects us, and determines what comes out. Um, there's a verse I've got here from Luke, Luke 11, verse 34. It's one of the books in the Bible. And it says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. So Jesus is saying here, this is Jesus speaking, what you look at, you let in. There's an expression, isn't there? Something, your eyes are the windows to your soul. Well, I'd say your eyes are the windows to your spirit as well. What you look at, what you let in through your eyes goes into your spirit. So Jesus talks about darkness. He's saying if your eyes are unhealthy, if they're seeing the wrong things, you get this darkness in. Well, what is this darkness that Jesus is talking about? So back to our original verse in the psalm, it says, I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. So these things that are vile are the things of darkness. The word vile that Dave uses in the Hebrew actually describes a number of things, things that can trouble or harass, things that are feeble or wasting away, things causing destruction or that are consuming. And other versions of the Bible, Bible translate vile as worthless, as in empty or valueless and time consuming or time wasting. So what are these things in our lives? Well, some are obviously unhelpful. There's 
some some big things we could probably all think about that we shouldn't be looking at, we shouldn't be dwelling on. But for the most part, there isn't really a set of rules. There'll be different things for different people. (coughs) Things that are worthless distractions for each of us. So just take a moment in your seat there. Think about what is it that you look on with approval through the day? Are they worthy things? Are they of value? Do they build towards a blameless heart, a blameless life and a blameless household? Well, some things are, I'm sure. But are there others that are time-consuming, they're worthless, they're destructive? They're this word vile that David uses in the psalm. So I've, I've thought of a few examples. Some might apply to people, some might not. And they're not things that are bad in themselves, but they can be that little window into the, the time-consuming, the worthless So smartphones, instant access to everything you could possibly ever want. Very, very useful if you're lost somewhere. Very useful for checking your emails. Very useful for a number of things. But every time there's a lull in in the conversation, phone comes out, quickly check Facebook, quickly check my emails. Just worth thinking about. Facebook in itself. I think Alison um, (laughs) said a few words about Facebook last week. (laughs) The TV. It's good. It's got some great programs on there. You can watch it, but does it, does it end up staying on? Does it end up sucking your attention, your time, your efforts, all your resource? Even the news. I remember Pastor Clive saying years ago, um, after there'd been a huge earthquake somewhere, um, we weren't designed to carry the burdens of the world. God didn't design one person here in Newcastle to carry every single hurt and pain in the whole of the world. So again, just be careful. The news, it's great to know what's going on around the world, but it's so negative a lot of the time. You're not designed to take on everyone's pain. You can't take it. You're just one person. For other people, it might be magazines, might be coveting, might be daydreaming. There's, the list is endless, endless, and only we can determine ourselves what, what it is for us that kind of takes our attention. What do we look at? What do we give our time and resource to when actually it could be far better spent? <coughs> But here's an encouragement. The opposite is true as well. So we can choose the things of light. That passage says, when we choose the things of light, we too are full of light. If we put great stuff in, we'll get great stuff out. So if we turn our attention to God and his voice, like the example I gave of Daniel with me, we'll hear him. So much comes into our lives through what we see. If we want to lead a blameless life, we need to be alert and choose very carefully what we allow ourselves to see and watch. So that's the first part, is what we look at, the things that we see. The second part of the verse addresses the issue of who we spend our time with. So it's not just the things we look at that influence us and can lead us astray and away from living the blameless life, but it's also the influence of other people. The second part of the verse reads, I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. So David's pretty clear here. He doesn't sit on the fence. There are people around him who have a negative influence and will pull him away from the life with God that he wants to lead. It's not enough to remain neutral about these things. He has to actively reject the things they do. This doesn't mean rejecting the people or not loving the people that are around us, but it does mean that David here leaves no doubt about what influence he will accept on his life. So he says, I will have no part in it. Now this can literally be translated as, it shall certainly not stick itself to me, or it shall certainly not cling to me. 
So some of you may identify with this. When I was at school in the summer, we would play in the school field with a plant that produced, I don't know what it's called, but really feathery buds that would stick. Stick to clothes, yeah, a few smiles going <laughs> coming up. So people would throw them at each other, wouldn't they? They'd stick to their clothes, and the aim was to get them as many as you can on people's backs so they don't know. And then you'd come back in after break, and people would be covered. You just couldn't get them off. Well, have you ever had the feeling after a long day that actually it feels a bit more than just a long day? You feel really ground down. You feel like things are clinging to you. That's how it works. Even if all day you've kept yourself to yourself, you haven't actively participated in gossiping or grumbling or things that you think are unhelpful, but you still have this feeling of being clung to at the end of the day. Well, David's saying here, you can't just remain neutral. It's not enough to just keep yourself to yourself. You either actively oppose them, hate them, or they'll begin to cling to you and bring you down. It's not only us that these things affect, it's all our society. If we try to remain neutral to keep the peace or stay out of trouble, it decays our morals, our standards in the country and in the world we live in. David says, no, these wrong actions will not stick to me and I will not be part of them. For them not to stick, we must rebound them off. We must actively oppose with belief our words and our actions. Okay, well, how does that work then? So someone's at work and they say, oh, work is rubbish. Answer? I'm so grateful I have a job when the country's in a recession. Or if someone says, oh, apparently so-and-so's having an affair. I'd quite like to leave the room at that point, really. Answer? We don't know the facts. Let's not talk about it. Oh, makes you feel a bit uncomfortable inside, doesn't it? This is what David's talking about in this psalm. These words, the people who speak them, they have an effect on everyone and everything around them. There's no such thing as spiritual neutrality. The word that David uses, translated faithless, literally means those that turn aside. So when he's talking about faithless people, he's saying those that turn aside away from God and his right ways and towards a wrong way of living that hurts themselves and hurts others. So before we came to know Jesus, we were all in that situation. But now, if we again allow ourselves to be influenced and drawn away with people, they will take us off the path we are walking with God. This is not about being religious or holier than you. It's just about being radical and not allowing wrong things to cling to us and bring us down. So... Is it darkness or is it light? Is it garbage in, garbage out, or good stuff in and good stuff out? Again, there's no finite list of things that will cling to us. We all have to discern this and hear from God what he has to say to us as individuals. But look at him and he will speak. Let's hear him today. Let's not be afraid to change what Andy and Alison have encouraged us this morning. Let's not leave the same. Let's be different. Let's be changed by what God has to say to us this morning and has to do in us this morning. If we want things to change, we have to change. I like cooking. I do most of it in our house. Every so often, I like to try a few new things, often on a whim. So I might not have all the ingredients that I need in. So I tend to try and substitute maybe one or two. 
because I want to go ahead with a new recipe. I'm excited. So one time, Andy's parents came for tea, and I decided to cook a goulash. So I had to change the recipe a little bit because, well, I didn't have everything I needed, and I substituted a few things here, a few things there. Actually, quite a lot in the end. <laughs> but anyway, we were eating it, and Andy said, hmm, very nice. It reminds me of something else I've eaten recently. And it was at that point I realised I'd substituted so many things. I hadn't made a goulash at all. I'd made a bolognese. <laughs> all the same ingredients as the old recipe. The point of my story is, if you put the same stuff in, you're going to get the same stuff out, whatever you call it. So if you want to change, if you want things to change in your life, you have to change. So what's our big principle for today? Garbage in. Great stuff in. Excellent. Who would like some great stuff in and great stuff out today? Okie doke. Well, I think we need to ask God to help us with that. Because this looks different for each and every one of us. Auntie, will you come and help? Yeah? Should we, should we stand? be a great place to start. So we need to come to God and ask for his help and we need to listen to him and make changes in our lives if he asks us to. And can I encourage us all, let's assume today that God wants to change our lives. So unless you specifically hear God say, no thanks, you're fine, let's come to God this morning thinking, well, you're going to speak to me. Lord, this morning I want to respond to your word. Come and change my life. Show me how I can come and live a blameless life for Jesus. Help me to make a change that's real and a change that lasts. The only way to start a life, like we've been hearing about today, without, with the power to choose what's God's best for our lives and power to say no to what drags us down is to have asked God in the first place to come for his forgiveness, for a new life that comes because of Jesus dying on the cross and ask him to send his Holy Spirit to live in us. So today, if you've never done that before, well, this is how God wants you to start. It's free for anyone and everyone here who wants to take up that offer today. And it doesn't mean an easy life, we're talking about the narrow life, but it does mean a life full of peace, full of power to live, full of freedom, and full of purpose. So you have that chance to do that today. I'm going to pray a prayer, asking God to do this in our lives, and I'm going to ask everyone to repeat it after me, line by line. And if you mean it in your heart as you say it, God will come into your life right now. So could everyone just close their eyes? So we can be free from distractions and hear from God. So pray after me, Lord Jesus, thank you that you lived a blameless and amazing life on this earth. Thank you that you died to take the punishment for all my wrongs. Sorry that I have lived life in my own way until now please come into my heart and change me to live a blameless life for you Amen now if you've done that for the first time this morning I'd like you to raise your hand I'd really like to see I'll just catch up with you after come and talk to me and just um, help you move on today in a great way so if anyone's done that for the first time, if you just raise your hand now. Okay, I'm going to carry on responding now.
God knows what it is in each and every one of our hearts today, what it is, what it is that just takes away our glance from him and causes us to look on things that he doesn't want us to look at. And also he knows the things that influence us, the good things and the not so good things. So can we just take, just take 30 seconds now, just cry out to God and just ask God, what is it in your heart that he wants to change today? to God now, say sorry, repent, ask him to change us. God is here this morning to change us um, and to make a difference to our lives. You know, um, this is this word, um, this word that we've heard this morning. It will change our lives forever if we will allow God to do that. Um, and really believe, actually, the power of God is here to set us free if we feel trapped in these areas, either in the area of what we allow in, what we watch, what we look at, um, and in the area of who we have around us and all the influences that we have around us the things we allow to influence our lives i'm just gonna um ask god again uh, by his holy spirit to touch our hearts i really want you to just open your heart to god and allow him to speak to you and to highlight where he wants to bring healing and wholeness and to set us free and if you know actually that you've had something that's um stuck in you particularly in the area of of what you watch or what you allow your eyes to look at. It doesn't necessarily mean kind of TV or whatever, um, but it can just be something that you're kind of, even that you're holding on to in your heart that you just can't stop looking at, um, whether that's, um, you know, something that you desire, like something that you really want, something that you're kind of jealous for, um, something you want to buy, whatever it might be, something that just your eyes are constantly kind of speaking to you this way and it's producing a, a change in your heart that you don't want. God wants to set you free from that this morning. Um, and uh, so I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just speak to us now and then I'm going to pray for us. Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that you'd send your spirit now to touch our hearts and to uh, to show us, Lord, we heard, we've heard that you're a speaking God. Father, we pray that you would speak to us this morning and that you would change us, Lord. We pray that you would speak to us in a way that we clearly understand, Lord, that on our hearts now, even, we would feel, oh, do you know, I know that this has been wrong in my life and I know that even though it's subtle, it produces the wrong outcome from my life and I don't want it there anymore. Father, I pray that you would just be speaking to each heart here. Speak to me, speak to us and change us, Lord, we pray. 
And Father, um, yeah, well, I'm going to give us sort of 10 or 15 seconds now, and I want you to, um, to nay in your heart, to say that to God, to say, God, I want to see this change in me. God, I want to be free of this. So I'm just going to leave that space now. just um, brought a great a great response for us to pray actually um, which is uh, this prayer um, Lord change change my appetite or change change my appetite what I desire and what I go after and what I want to put into my eyes or what I want to allow to influence me so um, we're gonna just uh, we're gonna respond to that I'm gonna pray for us um, and then we're gonna pray that prayer together Lord change my appetite Lord change change what I desire to be like you. Father, I pray for us right now. Lord, thank you. We believe that you're speaking to us. So thank you for that. what um, Tone said, that um, actually we presume this morning that you want to change us. We presume this morning that you are speaking to us. And so, Lord, these things that we've named in our hearts, Lord, that your Holy Spirit has touched in us, Lord, we don't want to leave that um, unchanged, but we want to take action, take action and do something with that. And so, Father, we pray right now that you would help us to turn away, like David says, to, to not want to gaze on those things anymore. And Lord, we, as we've named them before you, we believe that your Holy Spirit is going to help us and is going to change our appetite for those things and is going to give us a desire and a heart to live for you. And Lord, fill our eyes, we pray, Lord, with those things which are going to build us up, which are going to be good for us, which are going to grow our faith and grow our vision. Father, we pray that you would speak to us now and you would help us to know what we can practically do. Lord, we want to make a heart response and we want to make an action response. Lord, we want a response inside, Lord Jesus, and we also want to know what we can do. And Lord, when your Holy Spirit comes and changes us, he always gives us a practical application that we can do to make a change. And so I pray that you would show us that right now in Jesus' name. So let's pray this together. Lord change my appetites change my desires help me to look away from those things that will drag me down and will turn me away from you and from walking the life with you that you have for me strengthen me I pray show me how I can fill my gaze with what is good with what is pure with what is filled with faith and what will help me to follow after you every day of my life and Lord I pray show me where I have allowed the influence of others to turn me away from you. Help me, God, 
to turn away from those things. Give me strength to say no. suggest to us um, something that I believe God will just use to help us um, which is that um, you know that we've heard that the, the life the blameless life that we're seeking to lead with God it's not a life of perfection but it is a life where we're open and honest with God um, and so um, just believing that God has spoken to us this morning I want to say don't just leave that inside yourself but actually tell someone and I don't mean to sort of find someone that you don't know or expose yourself in any way but find someone find your cell leader and tell them what it is that you want God to do in your life and how you believe he's going to help you to change and what it is that you want to say no to okay so Jesus Jesus touched hearts but he also gave people practical changes that they could make and we want this morning not just to be about uh, something that we do right now but something that we're going to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day and that's going to help us to walk with God so I want to encourage you, if you haven't got a cell leader that you can talk to and you can tell what it is that you're going to ask God to change in you, to come and speak to one of us, one of the guys that you've seen meeting at the front, and we can help you to find someone that will help you with that. Is that okay? Thanks, Antonia. Praise God. What a great morning it's been. Um, there's tea and coffee in the foyer outside really encourage you to stay and have some fellowship if there's somebody from your cell who's not been here can you encourage them to catch up on the words and um, they're on the web they're on the web page catch up on the words listen to them and 